In life, we have two choices, to experience or to exist. Every week, each of us makes that choice. To either seek a better way to live or to get by. Walk alongside me each week on the Strive, Seek, Find podcast as we continue to seek our own brilliant future. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. This episode marks the first of a new type of episode, my 10 Questions series. The 10 Questions series is based around the simple concept, allowing people to talk about the things they are passionate about. It can be their job, a hobby, a cause, or anything in between. Tonight, for our inaugural episode, I'm joined by Rudy, who counts among his fascinating hobbies the building of some amazing fishing poles. Now let's get started. So tonight's an experiment. We opened the night planning on talking about passion. So I'm bringing in Rudy to talk about his passion for making fishing poles and for fishing. Along the way, we have caught up and indulged in our passion for both Scotch and Irish whiskey. So, this is a complete experiment. Welcome to Strive, Seek, Find. (laughs) Welcome aboard, Rudy. Thank you, Chance. (laughs) Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, What would you like to know? Give me me something to work with. Oh, yeah. What what are some of your interests? What are some of my interests? Um, We're doing one of them right. We are. We are. We are drinking. Uh, tonight has been Irish, Scotch, and even a little bit of cognac. Cognac. Thank you. And, and don't forget the beer. <laughs> and beer. And beer. So it's been a busy night already. Um, we just moved on to the Tamdu. Tamdu fifteen. Nice Speyside Scotch. It's really good. You guys seem to like this one. I, I, I like the Glendronach 12 a little better, but you guys seem to like the Tamdu. Oh, it's, they're both really, really good. Very rich. Very rich. Uh, I, I will tell you, for some reason, I like the, the iodine the Colila a little more, but mm-hmm. there's none of those that I would say don't buy again, you know? Mm. It's a fun night so far. It has. Which, which, you know, we could do an hour just talking about this, especially after having <laughs> drank them all. But the uh, the idea was to talk about things that you like doing and things you're passionate about. Scotch is one of them. Okay. I guess we're talking <laughs> scotch tonight. Let's go. Uh, you know, I kind of, I've been drinking scotch off and on. I think Josh got me into it. Josh White. Strangely enough, myself as well. There you go. So, and I've, I've been a light scotch drinker over the last couple of years, but when COVID hit, I really like had lots of time every evening to kind of delve and do some scotch. I don't know if my wife really appreciated it, but <laughs> that was part of my COVID uh, therapy. Uh, and it's, I really have just grown to love drinking scotch. And, and all kinds. I like the Highland, the Isla, the Speyside, the Campbelltown. I, I just, every one of them just has something I like. 
Is there one that you, is uh, more a favorite than another? Uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm really leaning on the Glendronics. Um, they just seem to be an all-around for me. Uh, I brought over the Royal Brockla 16, which is a really nice summer one. Uh, you're working on the Tamdu 15, which to me is a little more wintry. It's mm -hmm. a little more kind of full. It's it's a little spicy. Thicker. Maybe maybe some some holiday spices in that one. Uh, I really like that red breast castrate that you put out though. That that is a that was definitely a, a left field home run, so to speak. Oh my god, flavor of everything tonight that has more flavor than anything I've had to drink tonight. Yeah, we kind of midway through the evening switched from uh, scotched Irish and then back to scotch and. Let's just say it's been a fulfilling evening. <laughs> um, questions as posed definitely are changing at this point. Yes, yes, they are. We were going to talk. We were going to talk fishing, fishing rods, fishing poles, um, and or beer. So I enjoy brewing beer. I enjoy drinking beer. I like to fish, and I've taken up building fishing rods. Was that a COVID uh, experiment? No, well? actually. So uh, I have a group of friends that just do a lot of fishing. And I was starting to join them for the fishing, but I didn't have a lot of fishing experience. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to kind of bring something to the group that I didn't see. And nobody in the group really made fishing rods. Everybody just bought a fishing rod and it worked fine. And so I delved a little bit into building rods and it's worked out really good because I think almost every fishing rod that, that my group uses now is probably one that I built. Really? So what, what's that process look like? So it's, it's kind of like reminds a little bit of beer <clears throat> because you can, you can buy a simple kit mm -hmm. and put something together uh, or you can, you can take your time and you can buy cork or whatever material you want to buy handles for and you can put it on a lathe and you can grind it down. But I think really where most of the work comes in on a fishing rod is thread work. Uh, there's, there's a lot of detail that goes into making decorative thread designs on fishing rods. And I can spend a week or two and pull a hundred, sometimes 200 threads back and forth across a rod mm -hmm. to, to make a design. Sometimes it's just decorative that I like. Sometimes it's an actual pattern that I'm trying to follow. Uh, it looks like a fish. It looks like a spider, something like that. And then, and then we cover it with epoxy and, and then it's kind of set and it, it goes to the owner. How much does each one of these cost to make, and then what could, would they be worth overall? Not that that's the big thing, but no, there's to me there's no money involved when I make a fishing rod. I make all my fishing rods for my friends for free. Mm -hmm. um, I do it because it's just my part of it, it's what I can contribute to the fishing group. Uh, I think a cheap kit that I made initially was probably eighty to a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of my more recent rods have been around three three hundred fifty dollars. So wow, and most of the money goes into the guides. 
if you buy really expensive guides that I put on the rods, they can run $150, $200 just for the guides. Why is that? Because not, not being a fisherman, I'm just curious. So the it's the material that they're using. Uh, it's how far it can cast. So I can get a really cheap, just metal guide that will probably cast 30, 40 yards, or I can spend a little extra money and I can get some ceramic guides that'll go out 80, 90 yards with the same fishing rod. So yeah, so I can get a lot more out of the fishing rod with better guides. Nice. So how did, okay, you said you started out with cheap kits and what steps did you go to improve what you're doing? You know, like I said, it's, it, you can, financially you can upgrade with the equipment, but really I think what sets a rod apart more than anything else, when I, when I look at other people's rods and I think they did a really fantastic job, it really comes down to the thread work. Okay. I mean, there are, there are artists out there that just make absolutely beautiful fishing rods with just different colored thread that they turn into beautiful designs. And so I I, I try and, and follow those and, and make mine like that, but I don't have that kind of skill. So mine aren't, I, I like my rods, but they aren't real, I don't know. I, I couldn't sell them for a high dollar, I don't think. I'd have my doubts about that, knowing you. Um, what what which of your rods is probably the uh, is what you would you consider to be your greatest accomplishment? What what did you learn the most from, or what's the best one? So my very first fishing rod. So it it it's called the Green Machine. It's kind of a dark green fishing rod, and I used. An abalone shell decorative piece on it and it's held up really really well I broke the tip off a couple years ago but managed to repair it and it still lives on my boat and it has caught crappie trout uh, catfish but so the green machine has been a great rod, but my friend Dave, mm -hmm. so he's a big Cowboys fan and I made him a kind of a Cowboys rod. He has managed to catch all of those things. Plus he caught a steelhead on it. Um, he's got a couple other fish that I haven't caught. Dave has caught more fish on one of my rods than anybody. Wow. Yes. He just, and it's the same Kind of a standard rod I've kind of gotten into right now. It's a it's a five five and a half foot kind of an ultralight rod, and he has managed to land some amazing fish on this rod. It's too bad it's for for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> As an Eagles fan, it's just a that's problematic, but that's cool anyways. <laughs> and I agree, I'm not a Cowboys fan either. I, I'm all Bears, and my wife is a Packers fan. I know it's a tough, it's a tough season for us, really. Uh, <laughs> um, did anybody teach you? You're completely self-taught. Completely self-taught. Uh, it was the same with beer. Uh, uh, you know, I I watch a lot of YouTube, 
almost everything I do is just, hey, I have an idea. Look at YouTube. Hey, there you go. Give it a try. And then there's a lot of trial and error, but, you know, like I said, the green machine's still up and running, so. Now, if somebody wanted to learn how to do this, what would you suggest they do? So, I actually had a, a friend of mine. His wife was interested, and she came over, and she actually made her first rod with us, and she did a fantastic job. It turned out great. Uh, it was a gift for another friend, but I enjoy teaching. And so we had lots of fun doing it, but it's really not a difficult thing to do. Uh, I think it helps if you have an artistic flair, which she did. She was pretty good when it came to the thread design. I'm kind of a guy, I'm not very artistic, so I have to rely on some other patterns to kind of get my rods done. But You mentioned threading, so... Is that completely decorative or is some of it about adding strength to the rod or? So most of the thread work I do is decorative, but the guides themselves are held on by thread. Okay, that makes so sense. So it's the same thread that, that hold the guides as they go up the rod, but there's a section just forward of the reel that's kind of like useless. And so that's where we do most of our decorative thread work. You know, and I've, I've known you for years and had no idea until recently you did this. So this is a cool thing for me to know. Is there anything else about this you'd like the audience to know? Stay out of Idaho. Stop. Don't, don't fish here. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know what? I, I love fishing and I love making fishing rods. And I only make the rods so that other people can enjoy fishing. I don't make the rods for any profit. It's just so I can see somebody else have fun with it. Like my friend Dave, who's caught so many fish on that rod. That just makes me so happy to see those kind of things. That makes a lot of sense to me. Well, thanks for sharing about this. Um, we're going to have you come back and talk about beer as well. In the meantime, I think we're both going back to uh, our scotch at this point, so you guys have a good evening. Thanks to Rudy for sharing his passion with us today. What are you passionate about? Would you like to share it? Let me know. And that concludes this edition of Strive, Seek, Find. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode or would just like to support the podcast, here are a few ways you can do it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It will help bring more listeners to the podcast. If that isn't your style, you can buy me a coffee or purchase some merch. Links are in the podcast description. Finally, if you have ideas or feedback, please reach out to the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.